What up, everybody? It's your host with the most, Johnny B, coming at you guys with a new episode of Media Speakeasy. But this time, it's our spooky stuff. It's our after-hour stuff. The kind of stuff that you want to listen to at 3 in the morning. The witching hour. And today, Gusty Intern and I are going to actually be covering some Reddit stories from real accounts from real people of paranormal activity that has actually happened to them. So while you're at it, sit back, relax, and uh, make sure that that painting over there doesn't uh, wink at you while you're uh, sitting up at 3 in the morning. We're about to get into the spooky stuff in 3, 2, 1. What up, everybody? It's your host with the most. Don't mean to brag. Don't mean to boast. It's your boy, Johnny B. Coming at you with a new episode of Media Speakeasy. The after hours. The spooky stuff. And with me today, as you just heard, is um, Sir... Wait till he's done yawning. Ooh, I yawn all the way. Gus the intern. So today, we're going to be reading about real accounts of real paranormal activity mm-hmm. from real people off of Reddit. Reddit has some of the coolest shit that I've found so far on paranormal and, and ghost stuff. They have some really, really interesting stuff on there. It's good to see a different perspective. It always seems like... Jesus Christ, this movie. It always seems like um, a, a lot of scary shit. Like, the scariest shit comes from complete strangers that you don't know. Yeah, it's... And, because there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of crazy things that happen, especially paranormal-wise. So... It's very interesting to hear other people's perspectives of what's happened to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's just, And it's cool to not be alone in certain situations and know that you're not the only one that mm-hmm. sees stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely an interesting and Some thing. people get a whole hell of a lot worse. Oh, yeah. I, I do not envy those who live in a haunted, uh, a haunted house. Just imagine the lack of privacy. Oh yeah, going no, to the restroom and shit. Like, oh, that—that's what you're most worried about. Like, uh, hell yeah, dude! I want to <laughs> fucking take a dump and know that a ghost could be looking at me at any point or moving <laughs> some shit. And just like trying to get hey, get it man, over with hey, and just get it out of the way. Y- you know what? Maybe maybe it'd, it'd be nice to have a ghost. You know what? If you run out of toilet paper and they I can just ask, go out and grab you some and then come back uh, in without anybody noticing. You know, I should ask one of them. I should ask anyone who like. Is it lives in a haunted uh, house? Uh, if they if the ghost is polite enough to ever like leave you alone when you're in the restroom, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's like, and they just haunt everywhere else but the restroom. I don't know, man. I, that I think... that I would be fine with. <laughs> I mean, I hate the the idea of having to wake up in the morning or at night, super dark, having to go pee. At that point, <laughs> I might as well just collect fucking water bottles to pee in. Cause oh fuck that God. noise! Hell no! <laughs> Hell no! Oh man, hey man, that don't don't watch Psycho and don't watch The Grudge then. Oh, <laughs> yeah, duly noted. So today we're actually going to be covering stories from Reddit and one of my own that isn't actually my story, but it's actually somebody else's. We're gonna we're gonna jump into some really really creepy shit, and we're starting off with my parents' house. Here's the first story. Out of three. Hello everyone. Since this is my first posting here on Reddit, 
I will try my best to explain everything that has happened, hoping to maybe find some answers. My parents built the house that I'm going to be talking about in the early 1980s. It's a two-story house, big garden, two garages, and a tiny separate house where my sister and her family used to live. I want to start off by saying that nobody has died in our house. We have not tried to summon any spirit of any kind. And still, we did have some visitors. It all started when my sister was younger, 15 years ago, I think. She was upstairs in her room studying, and suddenly, she said she felt the air around her get really cold, and she felt a woman drawing a cross on her back, and she said, I will always protect you. She got very scared. Of course, Dad didn't believe her, but since my mom was very spiritual, she believed my sister. Time went on and my mom started seeing things too, but just not only on the upstairs part of the house. She often told us that she saw someone standing on top of the stairs. She felt pressure on her chest many, many times. Once she said that, and this is very, very important, she saw a tall man in a hat standing in her room where her and my father slept. He told her, you're going to die very, very soon. Now, of course, who wouldn't piss their own pants if this happened to them? She saw this man way too many times just standing there in the corner of every room, on top of the stairs, anywhere really. As a child, I was always very scared to go upstairs because I told my parents that there was someone there and they wanted to hurt me. It even went on to the point that I started to cry literal elephant tears just to bring the computer downstairs to my bedroom because I was way too scared to go upstairs. Of course, that didn't happen, so I would rather not play video games. As I grew older, I could hear bumping and scratching and then things falling down from the room above. My mom slept with me at times until the age of 12. We were both really, really scared. But then, somehow, it all stopped. And when I turned 16, that hat man started to appear to me. He was a really tall, long-haired man. Big hat, long coat, long arms. That's all you could make out of him. He never talked to me, but sometimes I could hear some weird, distorted breathing coming from him. He only appeared at night in dark rooms. However though, after some time, he would actually appear in dark places in the house during the daytime. The upstairs bathroom, the garage, I was terrified of him. I still am, but he never really hurt me. He just came closer sometimes and one time he sat on my bed. I remember throwing a plushie at him that I had gotten from my boyfriend. It was no use, and then my mother fell terminally ill. It wasn't long after that that cancer took her from us, and she left us. She didn't die in the house, but her coma started there. She died four days after taking her to the hospital. Me and my sister noticed more and more weird things starting to happen. Lamps were moving by themselves, and then sometimes they get literally thrown off of shelves. There was banging on the ceilings, and doors would slam and glass would break anywhere 
I know there's something very, very wrong with that house. I have moved out since, but I can still sense a spirit there. But I don't really understand how any of the other world spirits, ghosts, or any of that works. Nothing bad has happened to me in our new house with my new boyfriend. I'm just scared that the hat man will come back. Bro. So it went from ghost, regular ghost, to a hat man, and then her mom dies. And now there's even more activity. Well, see, that's the thing. You have to take into account. So it, that is really weird that it started off with an actual ghost at first because, uh-huh. you know, that girl got some lady that came up behind her and did a cross and said that she was going to protect her. That's that's really weird. That's really, really strange. And then that's when this hat man showed up specifically to the mother first. Then after that to the kids. Who's to say he caused? He didn't cause the, the cancer? Either that or it's just a very unfortunate coincidence. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. And then there's this whole thing of, like, she's probably fighting the damn ghost now that she's dead herself. And see, that's the thing, though. What's really, really weird is it's that fucked up. they built that house on their own. And nobody had... over here trying to fucking... Or fucking a hat man over here is trying to fucking claim his... Claiming as his territory. Yeah, it's it's really strange. Sometimes literal places will have hauntings. Like certain areas will have that. Like when people try to build houses in a burial area, you know, like yeah, in a graveyard. Yeah, they accidentally bury themselves in some fucking what murder axe mur- old antique. Antiquated axe murderer or something <laughs> from the fucking 18th century. Yeah, they build a house or on his lived. graveyard or yeah, something. Yeah, or your graveyard. A, they maybe built um, their home on his land, and that caused it. Which, that's fucking weird, man. There are territorial ghosts. They tend to be the most haunting. It's... Because, like, people don't purposely go out of the way to... to well, sometimes they do because they don't believe in ghosts, but most of the time people don't go out of the way to build houses go, uh, and in areas that like were owned by other people. Yeah. And it's it kind of reminds me of something really, murders. really, really interesting. So I, what I genuinely believe is that this family probably built this house in an area that they really shouldn't have built it in. Mm. And there's actually an area in uh, Harupa Valley. There's this suburban neighborhood where you have a bunch of houses on every single inch of the street. Like every single piece of that street is covered in houses except for one lot. And that one lot was actually an Indian burial ground. And what's crazy is that they have built houses on that lot before and every time they've built houses something violent would happen to whoever was living there jesus christ what's really interesting is that if you go to that area there there are no houses there oh son of a bitch they stopped they stopped building houses they nobody wanted to go in there because they were told and what was the hauntings and they weren't getting any uh business in there uh uh-huh and not to mention that it wasn't until after the house was torn down that 
some of the other houses stopped experiencing paranormal stuff because Ooh. it wasn't just that one house that was getting it. It was the house in front of that house and the two on the side. No, see, as soon as you see an Indian burial, the last thing I think you'd want to do is actually make, build houses in there. Like, anything burial, don't build a house in there. If you see a cemetery and it's abandoned, um, uh, how about you try getting some people <laughs> to fucking rework there or whatever, re reemploy what, them. What's really... It's like, don't build houses over them. Don't remove the plaques. Don't remove the tombstones. Uh, just keep it afloat, you know? Which really you know, kind of... Interesting about situations like that sometimes, though. Like, um, there's a reason why it's called Indian Hills mm. up there, you know? Godly gee. And so, what's really interesting is when it comes to, situa to situations like that, sometimes the city will come in and be very, very interesting about how they manage that situation. Some cities, I'm not saying that this is what Harupa Valley did, but some cities will see a graveyard and be like, eh, it's cool. You know what we should just do? Dig up all these dead people and move them to different areas oh, and shit. to different cemeteries. No way. They move it. Some places will do that. So they, they, holy fuck. That's crazy. I always wondered, like, what would happen if, like, there's too many uh, people in a graveyard or whatever, or... Or well, how they go about building in certain areas that used to be graveyards. So they straight up move the bodies. Sometimes it's not they like they do actually that. build on, over it. Unless they say, fuck it. This is an abandoned what's, graveyard. What's crazy is Let's that there, build over this there are certain areas that no, were completely dude. built over. Hell no. People have done that. They have built These full houses and stuff. I'm not even religious and I'm just like, fuck that shit. If, if I find out a place that has a... Uh, is built over a graveyard? Uh, I think not. Yeah, I, I I definitely would not recommend doing it. And yeah, it's it's a little it's a little creepy. And I have seen and what's and sometimes what's really really trippy about situations like that is that you have people who can actually have I guess you could say premonitions to things, mm -hmm. so they can feel or see certain things that are there but not there and these things are foreshadowing it's yeah it's pretty much foreshadowing and sometimes it's kind of scary because it's like is this in my head or is this actually happening mm. you know like that it, it's scary to think about it that way but when other people hear it too I mean that's a whole different story what I'm wondering is like did the did the stuff stuffy doll um, bounce off of him? Uh, no, it went through him. Oh. She threw the, the, the plush doll. Yeah, actually. And it went straight through him. It did nothing. Well, so there, there you okay. go. It's, at least he's not solid. Otherwise, I'd be fucking freaking out. I'd be like, nope, nope. Somehow, yeah. a, man, a tall head man walked into our room. Alright, so we're on our second story. So this one's called Little Girl's Imaginary Friend. So this didn't happen to me, but a close friend of mine's little cousin. Let's call her A. She was five years old at the time, and I remember hearing about how her mom 
used to have encounters with the paranormal very, very often. But as she got older, she shut them out. So I guess these talents were passed on to her daughter. One day, A was playing while her uncle, let's call him B, was watching her. He asked her who she was playing with, and she said, well, my imaginary friend. Not unnatural for kids to have imaginary friends, so B didn't really think much of it. What A didn't know is that many years ago, B, as a child, had a friend named Corey. Corey and B were having a play date, and Corey decided to borrow a pair of B's shoes. When Corey went home, he was still wearing B's shoes. That night, he died in a car accident, and out of respect, B decided to leave the shoes on his friend and bury him with the shoes. Little A had never been told this information as she was only five years old. This is the chilling part. She continues to talk to her imaginary friend and B is engaging with her until A stops, looks at B and says, his name is Corey. He says he's sorry he still has your shoes. And this is not the only time I've heard stories like this from my friend. A is probably around 13 now, and I wonder if she still has these abilities. Either way, every time I hear this story, it never fails to send chills down my spine. That was pretty short and sweet and to the point. So that's, that's, that's really interesting. I've heard of situations where certain people weren't given information, but out of nowhere, they know. They know. It's that is genuinely really, really like sweet, but also really, really terrifying at the same time. Yeah, it's scary because she didn't know this information. Nobody had ever told her, and the fact that she literally named the guy by name. And said, "Hey, he said he's sorry about the shoes. That that's 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 just not like that's not funny, man. That that's going in. It's that's going in deep. It's pretty interesting. Straight up having conversations with these things that like, like one. There's one thing to have an imaginary friend and believe, uh, and just pretend to believe in this thing that doesn't exist, and it's a completely different thing." To have an actual, yeah, an actual person, fucking yeah. be the, yeah, it's it's genuinely terrifying, because like an actual ghost, yeah, person. and and it makes us think, what if, what if, these kids that have imaginary friends aren't talking to something that they made up in their heads? There is no bing bong for these kids. It's actually a yeah, ghost. I like the reference you used. Like it's actually, it's actually a ghost. There's an actual apparition there. An actual person that you're having a conversation with, that everybody thinks is a. I'm so that that's got to be a very brave kid, to actually be cool with. Well, I mean, with talking I think with something. What I think it is is at that point in time, you don't really know any better, so you're just going with the flow of everything. I mean, considering the dog, the the ghost is pretty friendly. Yeah. You already got your guard down, so it's not like it's, like, tra- the traditional type of scary. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, 
it's pretty easy to talk to this thing, think it's your friend. Uh huh. And it's an exclusive, only you can see kind of friend. Yeah, um, that's, which, that's terrifying. Yeah, and but like at the same time, it's not for that kid. But yeah, the idea, I can only imagine when she gets older, though, to find out. That, oh fuck! I really talked to a ghost. What yeah, like that. It wasn't just my imagination. There was something there. Yeah, when you know better, that's when it truly scares you. It's like fuck! I really had. I was really friends with the ghost. He was pretty yeah. nice though. Yeah, and I think that was really really sweet, especially compared to the last one. Like or any really, ghost traditional like kind traditional of ghost stories. Anyways. Yeah, any traditional ghost stories. A lot of them don't really go that way. But I mean, hey, I guess the guy d- did come. My homeboy did come back to apologize for the shoes. That was awfully nice. So that was nice of him to be like, "Hey, yo, like for real, man. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry about, about the that." Shoes. Since I'm talking to your kid, you might as well tell you. Yeah. Hey, uh, let your uncle know. Sorry about the, the shoes. You get those really, really creepy messages from beyond the grave, man. Mm-hmm. It's something else. But now this leads us to our third story, and the third story is actually not mine. But it's an account from a friend. Oh. And it's, till this day, one of the scariest things that I've genuinely ever heard. And it's really, really interesting because it's it, it sucks that some of this is going to sound kind of cliche. But these are real things that actually happen. And I was told, not just by him, but I was told also by his family. And then I got shown proof. And it's fucking terrifying. So, my friend, very, very much so similar to the person in the story that we just told, he had a little niece. So he had a little niece. Oh, no. Uh, She was, I want to say, around five, five or six years old. And so, her and her family moved in to this particular neighborhood. And they moved into this house. And a lot of the houses there were a lot older. They weren't newer suburban houses. These were a lot older houses. Oh, you! It's so already, I already see it going. They move in, and within the first few months, everything's decent. It's okay, but then something happened where, and mind you, I'm paraphrasing, so I'm trying to remember the, the story the best that I possibly can off the top of my head. They said that somebody, one of the cousins or one of the other little kids found something in the backyard and it was like this weird stick that kind of resembled a cross, but it was very, very withered and it looked like it had some kind of like engraving in it, but you could, it wasn't legible anymore. Okay. And so after they moved this thing really weird things started happening in the house and not in the funnest way possible so what happened was the little girl she started to talk to this thing and apparently this this poltergeist was very very violent and was constantly talking about how it wanted the little girl to act out and throw stuff at her siblings and telling her to he wasn't strong enough break, or something break or toys or and it started with that simple stuff and it elevated to having her draw certain things out she drew um her her mom her dad 
and her brother in the house with fire in the house and outside of the house Whoa. while they were in the house. So they were basically burning alive. And this ghost had her draw that. And... This is what happened to the ghost? This is what happened to the little girl. The little girl was... No one knows what this thing was. And apparently they called a priest to exercise the place. And the priest said that there was genuinely something there. And it was pissed. And so they grabbed the, whatever the fuck it was and tried to shove it into the ground where they found it. That didn't stop it. So it was just very, 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 very persistent. And the little girl started acting out more and more as she would start screaming and arguing with everybody and throwing toys. And she would apparently be up at like all hours late at night talking to something. Her mom came into the room one night and found her sitting crisscross applesauce on her bed talking to an empty chair in the room. And so this little girl kept telling her mom, mom, he's really mad. He doesn't want us here and he wants to hurt all of us. And eventually the mom had enough. So the kids packed up, dad packed up. They left for about a week to just kind of get away from everything. When they came back home, the house had been set on fire. Oh, fuck. And it had burned to the ground. This fucker burned the, the house. So they genuinely think that they narrowly escaped whatever this thing wanted to do to them. This thing really didn't like it, be, like them being there. No, not at all. That is so strange. And, They're a territorial ghosts. And apparently the little girl would draw, after, even after the house burned down and everything, the little girl would still draw pictures of what this guy looked like. And... Oh, no. What she, did he look like? He apparently was... Um, whatchamacallit? She didn't draw him with any hair, but what she would draw mainly were eyes... And these like red marks going on both like they were going down both sides of his eyes so they were kind of like these weird like kind of like points uh-huh. like these like kind of like hills or mountains facing down going from the top of his eyebrows down to his cheeks and um, apparently he was like pale and his eyes were constantly blacked out in every single picture that she drew and that's pretty much all she drew. Just the head, the two the two mountain peaks going down to his cheeks, from his eyebrows down, his blacked out eyes, and he was constantly like, she painted him white. Like, everything was white, white. So whatever this thing was, was pissed. And really had it in for the family. What the fuck is it? And what's crazy is that even after the fire, when the firemen went in there, still till this day, they could never find the cause of fire. There was nothing electrical. Nobody left anything on. There was just a fire. So that's a thing. That's interesting. Yeah. Like the the police, the arsenic um, investigators couldn't find. Yeah, the the, the, the firemen went in and they couldn't find the cause of fire. That's the, that's the crazy thing about these types, different types of ghosts and how, like, there are particular 
I'd imagine poltergeists are just fancy way of saying uh, go very territorial ghosts or very <laughs> aggressive ghosts. Very aggressive and territorial ghosts, because they're like other hum like humans. There are ghosts of all types, shapes, and sizes. So who's to say that in their living life they weren't a psychotic assholes um, when they were alive and human? And they still, like, live that out to this day. Yeah. Like, it, it's very interesting to see. Like, for me, I feel like I'd kind of wage... What do you say? Wager with it? Or how do you... Bargain with it? Bargain with it by saying, in exchange for information on where the hell and who the hell you came from, where the hell <laughs> you came from, who the hell you are... Uh, we will leave. You want me to leave? I gotta ask a couple questions. Because I'm really curious to know where you came from. That would be my fucking deal. That would be my bargain. It's like, I'm totally down to leave. But I want some answers. Like, what the fuck are you? What is your motivation? Yeah. Why do you keep? Wa- why do you want to burn our house? I really want to know. And it's scary because you definitely don't want those things following you. It's like that first oh, story hell no. with, with the hat. The guy with the hat. Like, this girl's genuinely terrified that this thing's going to follow her. That's the thing. Like, I, that's the thing about wanting to actually go to haunted places. Because I've been so totally down to go to legit haunted places. But at the same time, you always hear stories about... People those, bringing, sto- bringing ghosts uh, yeah, with them back like home. Like, the fucking, um, what you call it, the ghost hunters. They always end up ha- telling stories about how some of the ghosts they're hunting end up going to their house. And, yeah, that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah, as you don't want to agitate some presence or a ghost or whatever's living there to the point where they're like, we're oh, all right, you, you 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 came over here to fuck with me at my place. Let me go over to your house and fuck your shit up. I wonder how that works. Like, do they go out of the way to, like, sit in your chair, in your fucking car somehow and, like, not, like, go through, clip through your... <laughs> Materials. Do you know how they yeah. can go through walls? Do they have some ability to be like, all right, I'm gonna turn off this like wall clipping ability and just stay right here on the chair and yeah, <laughs> take right it's, along in the car. It's it's really weird to think about it. It's like, how do they follow you home? How yeah. do they know? Do they cling on to something? Like, is there a certain object they like to cling on to and yeah. then they escape? You know what's interesting? Slightly out of topic, but still kind of in topic. If we have a little bit more time, uh-huh. there was a, I, I, you can, de- you can debate how realistic and how real and how they could have faked this. This was, yeah. But somebody actually uh, created a connect that can, um, oh, that was able spot. to trace, yeah, uh, fucking arm and leg movement and body movement. It was so cool because somebody found an, a haunted instrument. Like it was like one of those old timey music box. Yeah. But it was like uh, it kind of it was really big, so you kind of wheel it all over the place. So like it would, they would play it, and um, they say that it's the ghost will occasionally like come out whenever you play the music. Well, there was actual proof of it because when they played the music, you can see the ghosts like dancing and shit. And it was like four feet tall and it was dancing on top of this thing. I have a video. I'll send it to you. That's fucking unsettling. It's cool. It's unsettling and creepy, but it's interesting to actually see a figure like move. Like these ghosts you hear about haunting these objects and seeing for for yourselves with your own eyes 
seeing how they looked, like the figure that they looked like. And it's it was pretty hilarious because at one point it, I guess it got tired because it sat on the on the couch right next to the 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 thing, so it like got tired, sat on the couch, and then they're like they're all talking to the the owner or whatever, and they're like, oh, it's right next to you or whatever, and it's like, oh really? So she stands up and they direct the lady to like try to reach out her hand to it. And at first, the thing is, like, scared, so it kind of backs up a little bit. And I'm like, oh, that's it's a little <laughs> adorable because it's like, oh, what the fuck? You could see me? Wait a minute. And she reaches her hand out. And, like, a couple seconds later, the thing reaches its hand out towards her. And I'm like, whoa! That's so fucking cool. That's, that's weird, man. So it's really interesting to see this stuff because you can actually see it. You don't have to be a, like a kid with like supernatural powers to see that shit. Yeah. So I, I, I'm totally open to the idea that ghosts are real because there's too many like stories of skeptics yeah. coming in, finding out for themselves it's real, uh, and then being true believers of ghosts. It's, just, it's such an interesting concept, and interesting like, thing to think about. I'm already slightly on the fence. Because uh, I'm very skeptical, but at the same time, I'm very open to it. Because I've been wanting to go to a haunted place <laughs> and be like, see, I'm telling you guys, this is fucking real. This is fucking for real. Here's proof. Here's proof of it. Like, I'm yeah, going to no. bring all the camera equipment, all the fucking audio <laughs> equipment I can, if the ghosts don't want to fuck with it and destroy it. Yeah. Because they do that sometimes. It's something else, man. But that's uh, that's those are some Reddit stories, man, and one of my own. Well... Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. You guys are amazing. We appreciate you guys listening in and tuning in every Sunday to hear us rant and talk about all kinds of stuff. We miss you guys when you're not around. And we'll talk to you guys later. Please exercise caution going out. We're still in quarantine. Exercise. in the middle of some crazy shit, but... Exercise... Social distancing. You guys are amazing. Please be safe. We're getting to the worst of it, but that just means it's almost over. So, you guys, yeah. we're going to be just fine. We're, we're going to be good, guys. We're here for you guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. 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 Peace.